Look forward to hearing the team discuss the need for a delay. How was this decided late Friday? If the team knew they needed more time to get interest from various VC funds, why was this VFP decided on a Friday night and not earlier? So the long and the short of it is there's a lot of optimization happening in real time at the moment. And substantively, the amount of interest in some sort of negotiated deal uh, was non-existent effectively or relative, you know, not substantively existent on Wednesday and by Friday morning was much more substantive. And so then the question became over the course of Friday during the day, uh, you know, whether or not it was substantive enough that it was worthwhile potentially uh, pushing back the barn race uh, back. And the long and the short of it is there were, there was enough interest that it seemed like, you know, it would be prudent to give, to give the Dow a little bit more time to negotiate, if that makes sense. Given that this was a self-imposed deadline, uh, the nice thing about self-imposed deadlines is, you know, you can, you can flex them. And so, uh, the option was presented uh, whether or not it was worthwhile to push it back uh, to try to, you know, potentially field more incoming offers or uh, calls and interest to maximize the chance that Beanstalk is able to recover uh, as much of the $77 million as possible. Okay. Um, why did the 8.6 million stock wallet vote immediately after the BFP was proposed? Is this Publius? Uh, that is specifically not Publius, and I couldn't tell you why they voted immediately. Uh, you're paying much closer attention to that than I am, Harry. But, uh, no, that is not us. Okay. Delaying the raise after communicating to the broader market and major media outlets shows weakness. Why not negotiate with this syndicate during the bidding process? And if they offer a good deal, then present it to the DAO. I don't, I don't necessarily agree that it does show weakness, but I appreciate that opinion. Uh, the short answer is the there's a million ways to do this and felt that, A, it's not one syndicate per se. It's, there's a lot of different offers that are in conversations being had. And long story short, it just didn't make sense to, to rush it from our perspective. So uh, there's a lot of different people having a lot of different conversations, not just us per se. And the general consensus was that there was a lot of benefit in having some extra time here. Can you speak to the the possibility? Something that was, I think that Harry was discussing in, the, in general was um, the, the barn raise was to go off on Monday. Could these you know, could you still be negotiating um, the same sort of deal side by side with that? Or would it sort of preclude the possibility of um, of getting big investment? Like, can you talk a little bit about the potential well, feasibility theory, of that? Well, in you could do both. But in practice, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a lot harder to do in practice. Certainly the right way. Um, where now you have people participating in the barn raise. They have an expectation that they're getting one thing, and then the DAO is going to backtrack and say, "Actually, never mind. We're not going to honor this bidding process." Like that's, you you probably don't want the data and the contract to start accepting 
bids until the DAO is prepared to offer it or honor it. So yeah, if someone came in at, at X percent weather and said that they wanted theoretically, you know, say they wanted you know half of it or whatever they wanted, then if you had other people in line who were queued up, you'd have to sort of bump them and change their terms, which you've already kind of correct. You can't do that. So you know, for you can ultimately maybe negotiate some sort of OTC deal, and then uh, assuming the the terms that are negotiated with the DAO. Uh, allow for the rest to be raised via a barn raised mechanism. There's no reason why ultimately you can't do both, but you certainly can't like play them against one another at simultaneously. That that would be that would be not possible. Okay, I'm getting back to Harry's questions. Just working through them one by one. Does it make sense to stop the momentum that we've been building? I don't think there's going to be any stop of momentum, my friend. That's my opinion, but, you know, we'll see in practice. Okay, the next question uh, is, is basically, uh, is, is the syndicate or, you know, whoever um, the offers would come from, are they willing to give the DAO a letter of intent or a soft commitment subject to diligence completion? Well, I think assuming that the capital was there, uh, you know, the the confirmation or the way to have the DAO agree to facilitating the transaction, you know, that that uh, that kind of runs both ways, right? This, there's a one question we've been asked regularly is, well, how do we actually make sure the DAO honors this, right? So think that 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 will need to be some sort of formal agreement. Um, you know, and in practice, you know, this is sort of, uh, to some extent, uncharted territory, but I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to get that well documented. In the last, instance that that ends up being the route that this goes. And lastly, uh, Publii went on, went into this saying that we didn't need the full 77 million and that we could essentially start from zero dollars. Why are we delaying to get even more commitments all of a sudden? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, not getting the full 77 million is is uh, not a problem in the grand scheme of things, but it's far from optimal. And in a perfect world, Beanstalk is able to recapitalize the full amount. So, given that, given that that's kind of the at the end of the day, the goal here is to make sure that Beanstalk can raise as much of the $77 million as there is demand for. Uh, you know, if time is the main issue here, and time is something that uh, is somewhat uh, flexible, right? That's not a limited resource at the moment, unless you feel like at the margin of a week, that's going to significantly compromise momentum. Think that it's a pretty reasonable trade-off for the DAO to have more time to field offers and such. Okay. Bean money, straight between the eyes. What are the offers? So there's a lot of different terms and stuff being thrown around there uh, and, and out there, if you will. Um, one, one structure that seems to have a lot of different interest, and I'll use this as an example uh, of how 
to potentially uh, alter the structure of the barn race or very similar economics such that, you know, you can get then larger participation in, in, a, in a single round, in a single tranche, effectively. So the concept would be Beanstalk would offer for the full $77 million some sort of fixed weather across the full $77 million. Uh, call it like 500%, uh, which is slightly more than the, the max 472 under the current barn race, but is a similar rate of return. And the concept is that under this idea, the instead of issuing pods, which are first in, first out, every uh, participant in the round would receive some fungible token, which is not stock, but just a fungible token that would entitle them to their pro rata portion of the third of bean mints being allocated to paying off this debt effectively. And so similarly, there would be something like 462 million pods issued under this 500% weather, I believe. And so you say a third of it goes to the system. Uh, you know, it's very similar math to the barn raise math as it currently stands. But the idea is if you can get a significant amount of capital in around at the same terms uh, and minimize the risk that Beanstalk is unable to recapitalize, that would be the way to the way to potentially structure. Now, the interest rate itself may be higher, may be lower, uh, but I think if this were to go the way of a round, uh, you know, some sort of negotiated round across an entire class of participants, that would probably be the that would that would likely be the structure or something like that. Uh, is a week long enough? Unclear, but I don't think we it would be reasonable to push this back any more than that at the moment, given that, you know, it's unclear how substantive this is. If it ends up being that, uh, you know, in a couple of days, the only last thing to do is figure out the, you know, the legal specifications of the exchange, you know, that then it's like, well, maybe you need another week to do that. But who knows? For the time being, I think, uh, you know, this just allows everyone to have a little bit more flexibility and optionality uh, as opposed to being in a true race against time before Monday. Uh, from James Bean, wouldn't the barn raise and VC conversation create competition? A hundred percent and think that there is competition. Like this is the competition, right? It's just a question of you can't do them simultaneously, but yes. Okay, from Harry Smith, uh, isn't the whole point of this raise to get the best deal possible? Yes, but that seems like a little bit of a rhetorical question, so not exactly sure where he wanted us to go with that one. I think, and, and I'm inferring here, Harry, but I think he's saying that if we're agreeing to like a higher, like, it's sort of like we're we're balancing certainty versus you know, doing the barn raise and and hoping to drive you know to drive the weather down as much as possible. I, I suppose. Um, okay, from Beendolf. Where is the latest and most up to date barn raise contract code? Can we make sure that the code um, is far farmer around? Uh, can we make sure 
so that the technical is is passed around so that the technical folks in the community can read it over. I think uh, I think Silo Chat shared the link in response. Okay, great. Okay, from James Bean, how much can you share about the progresses with VCs so far? If we extend a week and the VC is still doing due diligence after the next week. So the short answer is it's not a single entity. So the idea that everyone will still be in, it's just, you know, it's un, that just doesn't seem realistic, you know. And the progress, you know, it's very hard to, it's very hard to share honestly because it's like there's, you know, people are throwing out numbers and stuff like that, but, you know, don't want to, don't want to misrepresent anything until we have, you know, <laughs> more of a, more of a sense, but it's not, you know, it's not zero dollars. Uh, you know, people are throwing out, uh, seven and eight figure offers effectively. So, and you know, that's multiple, uh, there has been one paper offer, uh, but it was not really in the context of this to, to respond to bean money. Uh, there was one written out offer, but it wasn't, you know, it was kind of, uh, it had a lot of details and, you know, nonsense associated with it. So it's like not, not, not any written commitment to the terms we're talking about, uh, under this, this idea. Okay. Benji's asking, um, hundred percent weather for 77 million soil. Uh, he considers that a horrible deal and would create a high chance of the system failing in the long run. Can you speak a little bit to the health of the system at, at that kind of weather um, for that kind of um, $77 million um, number? Sure. Uh, I mean, this is ultimately subjective, and some people may decide that if the system issues another 462 million pods, uh, that it's no longer attractive to lend to the system. But in practice, the if you look at how the beans are expected to be distributed uh, according to the one-third, one-third, one-third proposal, the idea is 462 times three is like 1.5 billion uh, if you include the 108 million currently in the supply. So at the end of the time that the people lending to the protocol in this round would be fully paid back, that would be effectively the end of that would be the same or a similar valuation to what people were lending to Beanstalk at prior to the attack. So it was 700 million pods times two, which is 1.4 billion plus 100 million gets you to 1.5 billion still. So now the idea is there's like 700 million pods. Currently, we're saying minus 462 because that already gets us to 1.5 billion. There's about 250 million pods left and 250 million times two, because again, that then we'd be back to the 50-50 cut. You're now talking about, uh, you know, a $2 billion valuation on the debt side. So after all this Michigas, you went from 1.5 billion to 2 billion. Uh, I mean, to me, that's the cost of doing business, you know? So uh, ultimately, if the protocol can, can 
marginally increase its valuation on the debt side by 33% after all of this. I think that's, you know, I think that's a pretty good re- deal, but obviously it's subjective. Do we have an idea of what the pod rate would look like? Um, or can you talk us through that a little bit? Can you repeat that? Oh, what the pod rate would look like? I know the pod rate before all this was really was really dropping. Um, well, the pod rate would be 462 plus, call it just under 700. So that gets you to 115. So you'd be at like just over 1,000%, maybe like 1,100%. So wouldn't about be... where the about where the pod rate was, you know, a week prior to the attack. If you will, how likely is the whole allocation to be taken by VCs? You know, it's, I think if the Dow were to, you know, half, maybe, but, um, um, you know, in theory, there's no reason why this, this wouldn't be taken a hundred percent if it, if If the so I think frankly we're the ones really setting the time frames here, and the problem was that the Monday time frame, you know, prior to Monday was just too steep. Uh, but people are spend a lot of people are spending a lot of time trying to figure out whether they want to do this or not at the moment. So it's more just it's not about time. Everyone realizes this is happening in real time. VC raises then are the three hundred k operating costs necessary. Well, the, the, I don't understand the question. But I, I don't understand. I think they're, uh, I, yeah, I would, I would lean towards a yes, Pugan, <laughs> that, um, there's still a lot of you know work that ha- we this still has to be done. Uh, we can't just close up shop and <laughs> hand it over to a VC. Um, Are they? At, they're asking about the budget. I think so. Yeah. Well, ultimately, the idea is there. You know, there's a lot of shit that needs to get done, right? And and people that need to get paid, in particular service providers. So uh, the hope is to kind of keep everything moving full steam ahead to, it, while, while the money is being raised. That was my understanding of the proposal. If no barn raise, then what will happen to the special edition of BNFTs? That is a good question. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> I'm sure something fun will happen around them, but don't know.
I'm just checking back in the, the room. We have a hand. Uh, IPO and chill. Yo. Yeah, okay, we can hear you. Dumbling can hear me? Yeah, I can now. Um, what's up, guys? Thanks for doing this. Um, just a couple of questions. I mean, nothing we haven't seen already in the chat, but to just get to the brass tacks a little bit, I think, I think it's obviously substantial at this point or substantive, right? Uh, or else there wouldn't have been a proposal to delay this a week at the 25th hour. So I think like anything you can share, it doesn't have to be names. If that, like I, at this point, it's unclear, like what you think is even sensitive to share or why you can't share anything, but like, what exactly is it that, is going on right like like how many people are you talking to what are if anything are there new terms that would affect the economics or this like one third one third one third thing like what what exactly is it that is being discussed i mean it's so hard to give you a good answer ipo because everything is being discussed people people like the the we've probably over the past two weeks spoken with three dozen, four dozen firms and a decent amount of them, you know, are, are seriously interested. And, you know, a lot of them have expressed with particularly with regards to the barn raise, like how can, how can we get our fund to participate in this really? Like how? And it was a serious question. And uh, the short answer is uh, those that have been, presented with well what what about this round and and again as we said genuinely this thing really just came into shape over the previous 24 hours or so prior to the proposal such that it like any any real shape and now that that similar shape and it's the shape we laid out before of like the 500 percent weather some sort of fungible token uh that receives a third of bean mints uh thus far that 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 idea since it was kind of distributed yesterday uh, has received a lot of interest. So it's, vi I mean, we, the only thing we don't want to do is be misleading and say, oh, there's, there's definitely interest. People are definitely in like, no, it's, you know, un until there's pen to paper, you know, who, who the fuck knows. But the short answer is the sharks are circling and, you know, it would be in Beanstalk's best interest to try to see, you know, to see what happens basically, as opposed to, rushing forward with the barn race that would just be uh passing up potentially interesting opportunities how do you think it would i guess two more questions one if we were to launch the barn race as intended wouldn't it still be possible to have these conversations and then in the event that there's someone that wants to do the whole thing or a syndicate that wants to do the whole thing we could vote on it then, right? Because wouldn't still people would still be able to be refunded for their bids, wouldn't they? I think you're gonna start to eat your own tail there. You know, like you got You can't be negotiating against yourself and have people that might want to be in the barn raise be hesitant because they now want to negotiate OTC. It's like, you know, at some point that that that's not going to be an optimal way for Beanstalk to to negotiate. Okay, so then lastly, you know, moving forward, um, I mean, look, it looks like this thing, I mean, it, who knows how many people are going to vote, but right now it looks like this is going to pass. 
how do you, can you give some color, like specific color and how you see this week playing out? Like what, what's on tap for, you know, between tomorrow and, and I guess next Monday, like what exactly is going to be happening? I mean, more of the same, you know, it's like the past, I guess now it's almost two weeks since the attack. It's been like, uh, you know, nonstop trying to figure out how to, how to maximize the chances of Beanstalk succeeding going forward. So, uh, Long story short, there's a lot of calls and you know a lot of calls that need to happen to try to try to wrangle some 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 bulls here effectively. You know, uh, it's more art than science to some extent. All right. Well, I hope you have your your cowboy hat and your lasso. Um, the I guess the only thing I'll mention is if if this is to pass and you know we're on the the sidelines again for a week. I think it would behoove, you know, the the powers that be at this point to just be as transparent as possible and, you know, you can caveat whatever it is that you want, right? I don't I think at this point it's pretty obvious there is interest. Um, you don't need to give any certainties if there aren't any. And, you know, from that from that perspective, I think that would be very very helpful for everyone involved. Well, all I can say is sir, we're we're here to answer any questions you have. Many thanks, sirs. Dumpling, I'll give the floor back to you. Okay, thanks, IPO. All right. Chat. If from Cool Beans, if 100% through VC, it would be better if original ETH slash bean pool and bean slash three curve were restored rather than 100% proceeds to bean slash three curve. I know that the amount to be raised would be adjusted slightly with 100% VC. But with 100% VC, it would be easier. The short answer is I don't, I don't necessarily think that the source of the capital affects, affects that calculus. Or at least to me, it doesn't seem to. But, you know, those are kind of, those are questions that will probably get answered after the barn raise, you know? Okay, uh, from Lord of Bones, wouldn't we just see delays every week if nothing happens? Why not push it till mid-May, June, etc.? I guess he's getting to how you know how far are we willing to you know, to go if if we don't have it, you know, anything firm. You know, <laughs> I love a good argument uh, ad infinitum, but um. You know, I think we got to keep playing it in real time here together, and don't don't think that pushing it back any further than a week has any advantage to it at the moment. Okay, from Guilfoyle, why aren't they interested in participating in the barn raise? Are they concerned the weather is too low? They can put in their seventy-six million at four hundred and fifty percent weather and see how much they get. They, I think that it's not a question of not interested in the barn raise. It's a question of simplicity, frankly. Like, that's it. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of interest in the barn raise as well. And I would just make the comment that even if over the next week no, no private deal ends up getting done, that means that there's a lot of funds that will have spent a lot more time, energy, and effort 
thinking about Beanstalk and then may end up participating in the barn raise anyway. So this is there's a lot of focus on Beanstalk at the moment and it should continue to be leveraged. Um, how much is, if you were to say, you know, how much of this week is, um, it, the reasoning is to have fresh calls that haven't been had yet, you haven't had the time to have yet, and how much is to kind of continue to court, you know, existing relationships and to um, further existing say a healthy mix of both. There's There's been enough interest from the conversations that are being had that it's, it's substantive, and then there's enough conversations that have not been had yet that, you know, in theory, the whole thing could get done. You know, it's if, if this weren't possible, if this weren't real, then there'd just be no reason to not go ahead with the barn race. You know, it's that there's a real chance that this, you know, there's real interest here to, to potentially fill, fill all or the vast majority of this. Uh, from Hypershark. Was the idea to delay the barn raise internal or was it specifically requested by potential VCs, angel investors? Well, no one requested and said we can't get this done by Monday, but it was very clear that there were a lot of people that couldn't get it done by Monday, if that makes sense. So uh, it's one of those questions of just reading the room. Will the Publii families be participating in the barn raise? Yes. Okay, I'm just looking for any ones that I missed. Here we go. Um, from SSPDT, I'm more worried about the long-term protocol success than my immediate bags. Has it always been possible for the protocol to negotiate special deals for investment capital, or is new code being deployed to allow this? Well, as of now, the whether it's the barn raise or this fungible token, there's going to be need to be slight changes to how Beanstalk operates, obviously, because it's autonomous. So uh, in order to get it to change its rules, there does need to be a change in the code. But substantively, the distribution of bean mints is is uh, currently done in a way where it's pretty easy to implement this change. Can you elaborate on how these fungible tokens would be different from pods? Well, the fungible tokens would receive a portion of bean mints sort of like stock, but they would only receive mints for a period of time effectively so they would mimic owning pods in a pro rata portion across the whole barn raised pod line effectively are these crypto native vcs funds uh yes and no there's some there's there's a really diverse set of interest here in Beanstalk. When you know, now that it's being covered in the Wall Street Journal and stuff, there's a lot of there's a lot of different places that people are, you know, we're 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 receiving inquiries from generally. VCs expressed concern over protocol security. <laughs> yes, of course. And uh the short answer is uh you know, I think everyone is 
from what we can tell, generally comfortable with the move to a community-run multi-sig for the time being. And, you know, everyone still is a long-term believer in on-chain decentralized governance. But obviously, as we've said before, even Vitalik was participating in the discussion on Twitter saying that token-based governance doesn't work. So uh, don't think anyone's really in a rush to, you know, (laughs) rush to re-implement on-chain governance until everyone feels really confident in it. from North, is there a plan to have coordinated promotion as a condition of a finalized deal? You went in and out there. It's hard to tell. Oh, sorry. Oh, I see the question now. Is is there a plan to have coordinated promotion of a, as a condition? No. I don't think we need any coordinated promotion, frankly. Like, <laughs> what more promotion do you need than being on the front page of the Wall Street Journal? Any of these VCs indicated a desire to continue to invest outside of the 77 million? Uh, unclear, but you know, the main focus is right now on the recapitalization. What special terms are VC getting that are not available to the general community? I want to know what we're paying for their participation. Well, there there wouldn't be any special terms. There would be the separate, you know, it would be in lieu of the barn rate, of the barn rate, this idea, you know, this fungible token that would receive, you know, a third of Bean Mint's pro rata for, you know, like the next 1.5 billion bean mints are around there based on the the weather from the round. So 1.35 billion or something like that. But there's no additional special terms under under this idea. From Wonton, interesting question. Would the VC want to create a secondary market for the fungible token? I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. Seeing what I missed here. Are there risks for a quick dump if there's only a few big funds in the new pod line? There are problems with having too much capital concentration. Is any thought being given to this? Definitely. And don't don't think it would make sense to fill this with one fund or even two funds or three. But the idea is as soon as you get to like five participants or more, uh, given that there's going to be a pro rata pod distribution over time, the idea that they're all going to dump at the same time is highly unlikely unless they were trying to coordinate to you know be malicious to beanstalk and that just doesn't seem realistic there are offers from vcs totaling 77 million at the new barn raise uh, would community members have any chance to participate in the new system with the same terms hopefully uh hopefully i think we'd that's, it's just unclear, 
how that will work, particularly if there's excess demand for the whole round. Uh, we could try to, you know, make a cutout for the community or something like that to participate at the same terms as well, but uh, would have to think about that one. Obviously, uh, you know, that would be preferred in theory. Can the VCs be tied into a vesting period? Well, I think in practice, there is sort of a vesting period, right? Because they don't, the, the, the tokens that they're receiving, they're not worth anything. But what they are worth is, you know, they receive a portion of new bean mints over time. And so the vesting is, you know, the time at which it takes the beans to be minted effectively. And then that would obviously coincide with the vesting period on the silo side of things that, you know, coincides with the current structure of the barn race, for example. Okay, we got a hand here, Zachary Dash. Yep. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, um, yeah, just for a quick context, uh, I'm coming into this as uh, somebody who has not ever put in any capital to Beanstalk um, and was uh, pretty excited for the barn raise as well. Um, so I think one comment that I think I heard, so I'm trying to unpack it, was that there would be a, a potential fungible token here. And uh, one of the decisions or one of the thoughts was that this would make it easier for uh, big potential VCs to participate or uh, simpler, maybe was the, the word that was used. Um, sorry, I'm walking upstairs right now, <laughs> a little out of breath. So um, my question was, I think... Uh, as somebody who's never put any money in, that's also the biggest friction point for me um, was just wrapping my head around this. And uh, from the beginning, just a fungible token kind of swap would have been easier to participate. Um, and I also feel that um, a lot if, if there was if the if the raise was ever not met, I feel like the only reason would be kind of what what we're talking about now, which is simplicity and that friction of kind of teaching yourself. So I was curious, um, it sounds like this fungible token is a way, is an easier way to uh, do this or a simpler way, but I'm curious why uh, it couldn't be offered to the general um, public and only kind of certain individuals. Could it be a simpler way to offer it towards everybody? Um, and uh, I know there's probably legal implications here. You know, you you're probably talking to a, maybe accredited investors. So I just wanted to see if there's if I'm in, uh, misinterpreting that. That's a, that's a fabulous question. In practice, the nature of raising capital from an open market uh, like the barn raise is fundamentally different than the the idea of raising capital privately where publicly the people uh, who are participating uh, are all competing against one another. Uh, and in particular, one of the, the things that Beanstalk has as a key innovation compared to previous credit-based stablecoins is that its debt is not fungible. Uh, and in an open market, having non-fungible debt is essential to creating an efficient market for that debt in practice. Or at least uh, thus far, Beanstalk's first-in, first-out debt mechanism has been the only mechanism uh, in, in the open market to create an efficient market for lending. 
And so if this were to be an an open market for lending again, I think you'd still have to have the first in, first out debt schedule. Now, the nature of the private sale is that uh, everyone wants the same terms. And so if it's the same terms, uh, you know, then you need a, a, a solution to the first in, first out structure temporarily because it's too hard to offer the same terms for everyone if pods are first in, first out. That, you know, those are two points that are contradictory. Does that make sense? Um, slightly. I, I think, I think just my, I've only been researching a few weeks now, so I, I think, uh, I need to understand better the first in first out system, but, but at a high level, um, if this were done by the public, you feel like it would be, if this were offered to the public, um, what, if you could maybe give me the output, uh, implication of the in, in first in first out, what would be the Output. It's simple. If at any given time you think it's a good time to lend to the protocol, you're incentivized to do so immediately. Because otherwise, uh, someone else is going to lend to the protocol first and get in front of you in the line, and that will change your return profile. Whereas if there's a fungible debt token, now the time preference for you'd much rather wait to see what other people do first. Does that make sense? Uh, slightly, slightly at a high level, I think, you know, you've kind of, the, the fact that you've, you've thought through this, I think makes me feel a little better. I just wanted to yeah reiterate a fungible token would, I think also take away, uh, so much friction from a lot of people like myself that like, uh, I'm going through all the weeds of, uh, of the videos and the research. And like, if it was a straightforward thing, I think it would, uh, like I'm already hoping to participate if the barn raise still goes through. Um, so I I just mainly wanted to let that be known. Um, and then I think my last question here, um, has there been any finalization of the, uh, if there is a raise, the, the, the token that would be used? Um, I think the last ones I read were USDC or USDT. No, nothing's been finalized. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks for talking through that. I think I'm just going to do some more research to, to understand the, the problem that you're uh, uh, talking about. And uh, I'll see you guys around Discord. Awesome, man. Thank you for your questions. Okay, <clears throat> from Lord of Bones, can you offer more clarity on restart after barn raise? I've seen some reservations regarding entering the barn raise and not having certainty that the protocol will restart, or if so, when? The, the long and the short of it is our understanding is that upon completion of the barn raise, the DAO will vote on uh, when to restart the protocol uh you know so that that would have to be a DAO vote now it is worth noting that the vast majority of vc interest uh they've expressed no rush in restarting the protocol and it seems like they're much more inclined to wait until the completion of the trail of bits and halborn audits so in the instance where there was an otc deal instead of the barn raise then it would likely be part of that negotiation to restart upon completion of the bar, uh, the two audits. Um, but if it's, if it's the barn raise route, then our understanding is that the plan is for there to be a vote. Okay. 
if the VCs are not getting special terms, why can't they just participate in the barn raise like everyone else? Well, the point is that it wouldn't be like there's no additional special terms in addition to the deal that would be negotiated. Now, the terms of the deal are not the terms of the barn rates, right? There's some differences. So in practice, what you define as a special term, I don't know. But the idea is, uh, you know, this would be one deal effectively. Hey, let me know if I've missed any guys. We got some hands. We'll bring Caesar up. How's it going, Caesar? Hello, good friends. Um, I got a, a question about: Is the barn raise going to be? immutable in the sense that can it be cancelled halfway through or sometime after it starts if for some reason some VE comes along with it's such a great offer that or something along this nature like if it starts is it definitely going to see the end of the barn race I mean from our perspective, it would probably be inappropriate for once the barn race to start to, for the Dow to like renege on the terms of the barn race. So, you know, that, that wouldn't seem to be appropriate. Now, is it possible, you know, between whenever the barn race happens and when Beanstalk restarts, in theory, anything is possible. The Dow could say, we're giving your money back. Uh, we don't want your money. But, um, you know, it just doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, I guess because the barn raise is not actually connected to the contracts, right? So there's going it, to be... It's actually a, a similar thing, right? Where the DAO is negotiating like terms and now it's just offering them. So whether it offers them to a group of you know VCs or funds or whatever, or whether it offers it to the barn raise, it's, it's the same concept, right? Yes, yes. Okay. What I gathered from earlier is, is that's why you wouldn't want to do these two things at the same time. Like you wouldn't want to move forward on Monday, but then also keep conversations going because what are you really talking about? If the only option for them is to participate in the barn raise, then you, know, then you can't offer them anything else. That was kind of the eating your own tail uh, thing that Publius mentioned. Uh, okay. I uh, will bring NPS up. Oh, NPS, you're muted. Oh, can you hear me now? Sorry. Yes, can hear you now. Okay. So uh, I understand the concept of issuing a fungible token for the debt, and that would be issues to the VCs. But at the same point, the community over here, they should also have a chance to participate. So what if we, we kind of finalize the term or whatever the terms of this uh, fungible debt token would be, uh, and kind of uh, also offer those terms. And we can finalize that with the VCs and then offer that same terms or maybe even a little uh, 
better terms and better in perspective of Beanstalk as a system uh, to to the community because community should also have a chance to participate. I mean, I would personally like to put more money in there. But if uh, it is only given to VCs, then I would not have a chance. And VCs can, uh, based on that uh, second point, right? So if more money is raised through the community, then the respective money which is left over can be returned back to the VCs. But like we, we always said, right? So wouldn't that be a fair system so to make sure that community can also participate in the same fungible token? Lots of different ways to do it and think it will ultimately be up to the DAO to decide on things like that. <clears throat> Okay. So, but I mean, what I would say is that keep in mind that there are participants in the community who would also like to participate. Uh, trust me, that is very clear. And, you know, this is, uh, ult- right? The DAO is going to have to decide whether to just do it all in this one round, whether to do a split. If there's interest to fill the full 77, these are very good problems to have. So, uh, hopefully, the DAO will have to decide on such matters. Okay. Makes sense. Makes NPS. Yep. Okay, we'll bring up uh, American Pharaoh. Winner of the Triple Crown. Hey, Dumpling. Hey, uh, Poopley Eye. Can you guys hear me? We can Hello, hear. sir. <laughs> Hello. Happy, happy uh, Saturday. So I just had a question actually less related to the private raise and more about uh, setting the forward-looking weather. So I'm wondering if during the barn raise or through a private sale with VC, we negotiate a market rate at which people are willing to lend to the protocol that's lower than the current peg maintenance weather rate pre-exploit. Would it make sense to bring down the forward-looking weather or sort of reset it to a rate that's more in line with what people are willing to sort of fund the protocol uh, at, at current market rates? That's a fabulous question. And in theory, there's a good argument for both lowering it and not lowering it. Now, the reality is if we go back to Beanstalk principles, Beanstalk doesn't really care what weather it's paying at the end of the pod line. The only thing that it cares about is that uh, it is able to attract lenders. Now, if we look at the some of the napkin math we were doing earlier that this pushes the total valuation of Beanstalk from $1.5 billion to $2 billion, uh, that there, that would be the main data point that the market may require, particularly to get to the end of the pod line, whereas these new terms are result in some sort of immediate yield, whether it's the barn race where there's a new front of the pod line or these fungible tokens where there's yield almost immediately. The idea would be if instead now people need to go to the back of this pod line that's valuing being stuck at $2 billion instead of $1.5 billion, maybe this is such a strong showing that the market's willing to lend to Beanstalk at you know, much, much lower, or maybe not. And so the point is, given that the main principle is Beanstalk doesn't really care what, what price it's going to pay for soil once it's up and running, and you consider that there's not likely to be a lot of soil uh, you know, early on, assuming that the system scales or doesn't even need to scale at all, where there's going to be an excess uh, or a shortage of beans in the pool, the idea that, you know, the risk of over, over, over adjusting the weather and lowering it too much, such that whenever Beanstalk restarts, it's unable to attract lenders, that risk is 
you know, a risk it doesn't make sense for Beanstalk to take compared to the marginal cost of, uh, you know, marginal cost of overpaying for soil at the end of the pod line, in our opinion. That, that's a good point. I, I might just bring up the data point that we had sort of like the soil sniping bot and then immediately repricing of pods at the end of the pod line above the weather rate, right? So there was that sort of arbitrage. And so maybe it's just worth considering as we are getting more indicators that a lower weather rate could be uh, a more appropriate lending rate and could be a more sustainable long-term lending rate. Perhaps there's like a Dutch auction mechanism or something like that that we can do to potentially think about resetting the weather as we reboot the protocol. Just a thought. Yeah, I think that the main concern is that in the early days, particularly immediately after restart, there may be desire to lend to Beanstalk at lower weathers, but that will change at some point, right? And the concept is because of the nature of how the weather adjusts up and down, you know, if you adjust down too quickly and then you don't allow for the protocol to adjust back up quickly enough, that becomes the problem. And then as soon as the protocol is able to adjust the weather up very quickly, then you start to lose the benefit of the first and first out on the incentive structure because now, well, if the weather's going to go up 50%, maybe I would, I am comfortable waiting for someone else to lend in front of me, right? So uh, the slow movement of the weather is very important. And while you could maybe make an argument for a one-time adjustment down, think that the risks that are probably too high and the benefits are very minimal. Well taken. Thank you. Good luck in the race later, sir. Okay, some people joining late who seem excited. That's great. Uh, Mike Jones. Sorry if this is already asked, but how are we vetting the long-term commitment from those outside funds? Is there the possibility there is the possibility of raising the full amount. Imagine there are multiple interested parties. So not all money is equal and there might be more value for the long-term success of Bean in money from those that will silo or even re-sow after the harvest versus those that are looking for a quick trade slash flip. Well, long story short, I think this is a very important question that Mike Jones is raising and while in theory we're still at the place where beggars can't be choosers if if that changes you know and there is a lot of interest then maybe yeah it is possible to pick and choose the most well long-term aligned capital but as of now that's not as of now that's not where beanstalk is at okay from north Motion seems especially important. Can we get the snapshot up for creator slash additional campaigns for those who aren't reading the Wall Street Journal, etc.? The the long story short is in theory, sure. Um, there was some discussion with creator around the barn raise, but you know. In theory, there's nothing wrong with that. In practice, a little harder to say. Okay, we have a follow-up from Zachary. 
During the town hall, I asked the question, if fungible tokens are an efficient and simplified way to get investment from VCs, why aren't we using the same mechanic, mechanism for the general public? The answer was along the lines of, uh, this would create a first-in, first-out problem. Uh, while researching into this concept, which I still haven't fully understood, I wanted to ask a quick follow-up. How are VCs, how is going through VCs prevent the first-in, first-out problem? It's not about preventing it. It's just a question of if the whole round is being negotiated, then there's no need to to get people at the margin to act at any given time. So then you don't you don't need to offer the first in first out debt. And furthermore, it's it's impossible to offer first in first out debt if everyone's in the same in the same uh, in the same class. Okay, from Alex, looking awesome, we celebrate. <laughs> that rhetorically. See if I've missed any other ones. Um, JHG, existing investors be offered the same terms as any VC or new private investor, almost like a pro rata. I was excited to participate in the barn race. The, I, it's a question of participation. Unclear. You know, that's something the DAO will have to decide on. I'm going to see if there are any hands. There was one question, though, that was skipped. I don't remember where it was about whether this was in perpetuity or not, whether these tokens would receive a third of mints in perpetuity. Absolutely not. That would be like a permanent tax on the system and would be horrible. Um, but the idea would be for a fixed amount of mints to lock in that 500% return or something. Okay, I'm looking for any other ones I missed. Okay, from censored user. So is there a VC who has actually expressed interest in filling the whole round? Or are we saying that it's a possibility and we don't know yet? We need more time to see I think, what happens. I think it's much more likely that a variety of different firms come in collectively to fill the whole round. It would not be desirable to have one party take the whole round. Okay, I think with regards to the uh, the fungible token, there's a little bit of confusion. Um, so I wonder if you could go through that again, Publius. Um, I'm seeing from, from Bean Money, this would be more of a parallel silo than a parallel pod line. Yeah, that's a great analysis, but I don't understand the question. Well, I guess, so my question is just, could you go over the, um, well, could you 
Could you explain that? <laughs> Maybe could you explain that to me then? The, the idea. Well, of the stock stock is in theory fungible and receives a portion of bean mints. So this is a token that is fungible and receives a portion of bean mints. So the parallel is that it's closer to stock than to pods. But because it's debt being issued by the protocol, you know, it's it's a hybrid. And it there's a limit to it, right? It it ends as opposed to stock. You know, we'll earn bean mints theoretically forever, right? No, it would not earn bean mints forever. Is the point? Right. I'm saying that's the difference. But stock stock does, unless you burn it to withdraw. From Caesar, was there any consideration of the victims getting favorable terms or even whitelisting early access to barn raise? Uh, not on this end. What does Publius see as the downsides of the VC raise, if any, compared to the barn raise? Well, I think the main one is that, you know, the community may not get the opportunity to participate and think there's a lot of interest from the community to do this, you know, ourselves. And that's amazing. Um, but net net, you know, hard to hard to pass up the opportunity to get all of this higher quality, you know, institutional style capital into Beanstalk. I think that would be a really incredible opportunity. Would there be any voting rights given to the tokens? No. It would be much closer to debt is the idea. Does the barn raise filling or not factor into restarting the protocol immediately versus pending audits? Well, I think ultimately that's what, one of the reasons why the DAO vote on when to restart the protocol will happen after the barn raise because a lot of people have raised that that would affect their their participation or how they would vote. So in theory, one would guess yes. The beans that we had in silo going to be, going to be restored as part of the liquidity raise or so or solely the LP totals comparable to our stock. So under the barn raise plan and in theory any plan, you know that. For an OTC deal, it would be to restore all the beans as well. The beans would also, like the LP, be subject to the vesting schedule, but you know, any beanstalk assets would get restored. Okay, Funderburker says, perhaps a flexible uh, VC that is willing to invest anywhere from zero to 20 million, which is a very arbitrary number, and then we offer the barn raise to community members and whatever is left 
VC gets? I mean, you know, these are good problems to have. I don't know if we're going to have those problems, but we'll worry about them when we get there. Beans asks, ultimately, who will decide which VC is to be chosen? Would be correct to assume that a selection of VC will not be presented to stockholders? Yeah, that would probably be a good assumption. Uh, that This question kind of presupposes that there's an excess of demand, and now there's people like fighting over allocation. So, you know, again, not sure that that's a reasonable thing to consider at the moment. From Caesar, is there any estimate of an amount uh, that VCs have committed? Uh, not, not, not to share at the moment. No. Ah, from Bean Bankman Refrad. Hypothetically, if there was a group of retail investors that is willing to pool enough funds to get to a certain size, say five million, can we include them in the OTC VC round? Beanstalk facilitate facilitate a contract for those willing to commit funds immediately to get into this round? Asking because there seems to be a lot of retail interest. Yeah, there's no reason why that wouldn't work. Uh, I think the concept is if the DAO is negotiating like bigger checks effectively, if you know people group together with, you know, and, and, and are able to form an entity or something like, yeah, yeah certainly. There's no, there's no need for the capital to be, oh, they're just VCs. It's more a question of, if this is going to be an OTC negotiated deal, the check sizes just need to be much bigger than, you know, the barn race. Is there a minimum that you'd have in mind that people should shoot for? Is five million a good number? Is one one million enough? Or is you know uh, what would be sort of you know the the lower end that is reasonable? Probably a million, but I'm making that up. The higher, the better, ultimately. You know, the less, the less negotiating parties here, the better. So, but it's hard. To, I, I don't have an answer, honestly. Sure, sure. I see Alex saying, let's start a DAO to invest in the barn raise. Fuck yeah. How cool is that? That's a cool idea. Seizing the beans of production. <laughs> Good. Okay, American Pharaoh is putting up a Twitter poll. Wait. Okay, I'm going to check back on stage, see if there's any hands. Reminder that you can come up and ask your questions.
Pretty good stuff, huh? Yeah. Shark saying we could do that right now with ju- right. with juice box. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Maybe we can get the full, <laughs> the full 77 on our own. <laughs> oh, we're kind of running out of questions here, guys. Um, anyone's typing one up, we can take two more and then probably wrap this thing up I think we're out of questions <laughs> too, too much FaceTime I guess yep okay guys well this was this was great um thanks for thanks for coming and we'll uh we'll see you guys all soon and have a nice saturday hell yeah